This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, letting you know, you folks, I need to hear from some of you. Let me know where you're listening from. Tell me what, what area of the city or the town you're in. Do me a lot of good. Just gives us a little more information. My email address is pastor at radiomissions.org, or you can call me at area code 225-664-8658. Our regular mail address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Yes, Old Trailblazer. Been with you here, some of you, quite a long time now, and you you found out a little bit about the Old Trailblazer. Maybe some of you don't know a thing about the Trailblazer, but let me just tell you, I'm just an old country boy, the Lord saved. Picked me up off of the uh, old farm out there in South Louisiana, where we picked strawberries and, and beans and peas and sweet potatoes and raised a few pigs and goats and chickens. Scraped a living out of the earth back there during the Depression. I was a Depression baby, yes. And uh, most folks tell me they can tell it by looking at me. But we never missed a meal. My mother and daddy never, never, we never went hungry or went without clothes. And we like the old song says, it was back there when times was hard. And uh, in the good old days when times was hard, someone made a song like that. But I'm just an old country boy. And the Lord called me. The Lord called me one day, set his love upon me and saved me. I'll tell you that story one day. Here, not not too long, how the Lord saved me. But he just put me here uh, several years ago as a pastor at uh, the First Baptist Church of Algiers, where the pastor, L.R. Shelton, was the founder <coughs> and the minister here, pastor here, up until about 1970, 71, when the Lord called him home. He was a gracious man and a smart man, intelligent. And he, he, he gave his life for the gospel. And he gave his life over the radio and through the printed page and preaching somewhere almost every night. And the Lord called me. Oh, I can't feel his shoes. I can't feel anyone's shoes. But the Lord gave me a desire to see folks saved. And I do that now. I go out time after time preaching the gospel up here, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill, out there in the country, up in the big city, wherever they'll find, wherever folks will let me, uh, wherever folks will let me, I go out preaching the gospel. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. That's what I do day by day, preach the gospel. And I wish you would pray for me. Just pray for me. The Bible tells us to pray one for another. And these studies that we've been bringing on the RSB Bible, many folks have written me and told me they're blessing their heart. They're opening their eyes to many things. And if you would, you write me. Let me know uh, what you think about it. We're bringing you a study now, I uh, have been, for several weeks now on the RSV Bible or the Antichrist Bible, if you will. But uh, we also have many, many studies on tape. If you'd write me, I'll send you a listing of all of those studies. We have studies on the soon coming of the Lord, the sinfulness of man, the total depravity of man, and uh, the Antichrist, the Antichrist uh, coming, soon coming. We have studies on all of those texts and others, many others. If you would, I'll write you and send you the information. They're not very expensive, very un- inexpensive. Then we're looking today at uh, at, at the uh, in there how that the the modernists how they're putting over their program, uh, getting this Bible into the hands of folks. We saw in our last study how the the religious leaders have adopted all of those great great old so-called religious professors have adopted it. The uh, conventions, the great convention. But now let's look. The Baptist Sunday School Board has put its stamp of approval up on it, and all the international Sunday School lessons will be printed now from this translation. 
all of your young people, their literature will also be printed from this Bible, the RSV. It will invade every church in the land from that angle. Now, here's where the tragedy comes in. The National Council of Churches, who owns and controls this Bible, will not allow the Word of God to be printed in parallel with it. That's another trick that Satan has been able to put over. In a period of time, to eliminate the Word of God from our homes and from our worship and to substitute this Bible or the Antichrist Bible, the Revised Standard Version of the Bible. In our last study, we were mentioning how that we have accepted. We have just come to accept things. You know, things don't happen overnight. You look, you look at your children. Today, their babies won't be long before they'll be in high school, uh, in college, going on to make a career for themselves. Don't seem like long, does it? No time gets by. But all of these things, there's a little here and a little there and a little here and a little there. And pretty soon, everybody accepts error. They accept the, Satan's error. Now, my friend, are you beginning to see at all how the spirit of the Antichrist has dominated and brought under control professing Christendom? Oh, let's clear that up, my friend. Let's just clear that up. Everyone that says, Lord, Lord, have not I done this? and I, They're not going to heaven. My friend, I read some of the statistics from people who are supposed to know, and they say that 95% of the church members today are lost. 95%. And, and a greater percent than that of the Protestant pastors are lost. Now, that's not my figures. That's not my word. I don't judge any man. But look how the downgrade. The, uh, Brother Spurgeon used to speak of the downgrade. Oh, listen, I saw in the paper where only 2% of the people in England ever go to service at all, ever attend church at all. Just think back there when Brother Spurgeon was had the Metropolitan Tabernacle there in London. Sometime they had 20 and 30,000 people, some standing on the outside to hear those great truths of God's Word, to hear that God's Word expounded and, and sent forth in that thundering voice. And then Mr. Whitfield back there, he was the first uh, open field preacher, first first open air preacher. And one, on one occasion, he'd gone to a place to preach to 30,000 coal miners. And on a Sunday afternoon in his little buggy and his horse. And when he stood up to, to get ready to preach, the wind was blowing right in his face. And it, it was just an open-air crowd, folks standing all in front of him. And he just turned and said, Lord, these folks won't be able to hear my message. They won't be able to hear your message. Would you turn this wind if it could be thy will? And do you know what happened? It's a true story. The Lord turned the wind to come from over his back, over his shoulders, and those 30,000 miners could hear with that great bellowing voice that he had. Oh, listen, what a, what a gracious man he was. I visited his, nurse, his uh, children's home up there in, uh, in North South Carolina. Still there. I stood in his pulpit and had a picture made of me and Brother Whitfield's pulpit just for a little nostalgic thing. They still have the orphanages there that he uh, made. But, oh, he was a great man of God. Do you, can you imagine him using an RSV Bible? Oh, no. He, he would turn over in his grave now, he and Brother Spurgeon and Brother John Bunyan and John Knox and John Calvin and, uh, and Bonar and, and those uh, other people, my friend. But listen, listen, all over this country, preachers as well as others are saying, you know, 
That's what I believed all the while when they see this book. That is that Jesus was not the Son of God, that he was only a man, a good man, sure, a great man, sure, and that he is not our substitute, denying the substitutionary death of Christ. He died, they say, only to share our sins. In other words, the appearance of this Antichrist Bible on the scene is drawing the line just as definitely as can be. I don't know if you folks have ever seen those damnable movies uh, portraying Christ, all of those things. I never have. I wouldn't go to see them. But I know that many of our children have been influenced by those things, and they see those things, and they think, what, what do they think? I just really don't know. Oh, listen. They've separated the Cain from the Abels and the Esau from the Jacob. It's only by the grace of God that any of us are lifting our voice against this spirit of Antichrist, which prevail, will prevail, and reach the souls of any individual with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell my congregation here many, many times, maybe once a week at least, that it's a miracle that God ever saves a sinner. Have you ever seen yourself a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself enmity against God? Have you ever seen yourself uh, in hatred, hatred for God, in rebellion against God, wanting your own way? Did you know what the Lord said? He said, ye willed, W-I-L-L-E-D, ye willed not to come to me that you might be saved. You know why? You know why folks did that? Because their will has never been broken. Oh, listen, my friend, no individual, I don't care whose grandma it is, I don't care whose grandpa it is, I don't care how white-haired his head is, I don't care how stoop-shouldered her back is, I don't care how soft-spoken, how all of those things, I don't care. If she never come to know the Lord, if she never bowed at the feet of Christ, it doesn't matter if it's your grandma or your grandpa. Oh, I see, I, I conduct many, many funerals across this nation, and I see these young folks come Come to the grave of their grandmother or their granddaddy and they lay on the floor and waller around and cry and boo-hoo. Oh, my grandma, my grandma, my grandma. I see those things. Oh, yes. And then I see them the next day with a bottle of beer in their hand and a cigarette in their mouth. My friend, all of that is hypocrisy. Did you know grandma don't go to heaven unless she knows the Lord? Now, you might as well put that down in your pocket. Maybe I'm striking a nerve with you. Maybe you get so mad you could bite a ten-penny nail into. But no man can go to heaven until they come to know the Lord in the forgiveness of sin. Surely folks call me a doom and gloom preacher, but not so. No, sir, I preach Christ. I preach Christ as a living reality. I preach it. The problem is that folks don't know Christ. Folks don't want to know him. They want their own way. They want to have their own way. And that's what these folks have done in this new Bible. They fixed it so folks will believe a lie and be damned. Oh, my friend, listen, you, you can believe what you want to, but you can't go to heaven without knowing the Lord. No man cometh unto the Son except the Father draw him. Did you know you can't be saved until the Lord calls you? Oh, well, I can be saved when I want to. Well, you can join the church when you want to. You can shake some preacher's hand when you want to. You can make a decision when you want to. All of those things. And with these little soft soap, soft silk handkerchief petticoat preachers we got now, sure, they'll tell you, give me my Bible and give me a sinner. In five minutes, I'll lead him to Christ. No, you lead him to hell because they'll put much emphasis on that, on that statement that you, they were saved back when they was five or six years old. People tell me that. Oh, I was saved when I was five years old. Well, 
Have you lived like that? Have you lived like a saved individual? What about today? What about that cussing and drinking and smoking and whoremongering? What about all that? Well, the Lord won't send nobody. No, the Lord will send you to hell as straight as a Martin is to his gourd. If you're, if you're not saved, you're in direct rebellion against God, and you won't have his way, and you won't have his will, and you won't have his son. You won't have Christ. You won't have him to rule over you. No, sir, you won't do that because you're blinded. Why are you blinded? Satan has you blinded, my friend. If that's your condition, you know what you can do? You can cry out to the Lord, Lord, open my eyes, let me see. Let me see. Lord, don't let me don't let me go on deceived the rest of my life. That old trailblazer says that I'm blinded to my lost condition. Lord, you show me. You show me. I don't believe much, he says, but you show me. If I'm lost, Lord, show me. Show me my sin, Lord. Oh, and listen, my friend, be careful what you ask, because the Lord will show you. He will. He'll bring you down. You know how you get saved? Fall down dead. Dr. Copeland, an old friend of ours here, said, you know how to get saved? Drop dead. Just drop dead in front of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means that all of your will is gone. All of your so-called having your, time, having your way is gone. All of those things are dead. Faded away, paled into insignificance, my friend. And then if you ever get to saved, if you ever get saved, you know what I'm talking about. You may not understand you may not want to understand. You may have a little silk handkerchief profession of your own. But my friend, think about your soul. Where it's going to spend eternity. When your eyes close in death, where are you going to spend eternity? Are you going to bank it on a decision for Jesus? Are you going to bank it on some little preacher shaking your hand? I had a man do me that. And after three months later, he run off with another man's wife and never come back. Oh, wouldn't I be up the creek if I was depending on him? No, sir. The Lord showed me that was just a false false profession and knocked me off of that thing flatter than a batter cake and gave me grace to look to him. He awakened me, showed me I was lost, gave me grace to call upon his name, and now he's given me grace to come here bringing you the Old Trailblazer broadcast. Remember, my mailing address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time. Goodbye and God bless you and may the Lord's richest blessings rest upon you. Write me and let me know what station you're hearing me on and tell me uh, the call letters of the station. If you would, I'll be able to know if I'm spending God's money correctly. Goodbye and God bless you.